This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Matt Waymeyer joined this week by Mets reporter Anthony DeComo. And Anthony, we thank you for the time. And let's switch things up a little bit this week and offer up some bold predictions, if you will, as the countdown to spring training is now officially on. We're going to toss some topics out there, Anthony. You give your position, uh, either supporting it or shooting it down. Uh, So here we go. Topic number one. One of the following three names will be in the Mets opening day lineup in Kansas City of all places. Either Yoannis Cespedes, Justin Upton, or Dexter Fowler. What do you think? <laughs> this is this is fun. Twitter will go nuts depending on how I answer this question. Um, I am going to say none of the above. Uh, no is the answer to that. As much as uh, it seems like every Mets fan on the planet wants, particularly Cespedes back. And you know, to be frank, I think Cespedes would do this team some good. It's just not going to happen. You know, I've been saying sort of the same thing with this since day one, really since before the offseason began. I just don't see it. Um, And there's been some newfound speculation that maybe Cespedes, uh, maybe the Mets offer Cespedes a one-year deal and he's willing to take something, uh, you know, $24, $25, $26 million for one year. It makes sense on paper. I don't think Cespedes is going to be willing to do that. Um, Not that the Mets wouldn't, but I think when push comes to shove, uh, he will get paid. Maybe not as much as he wanted at the beginning of the offseason, but I do think he's going to get a multi-year deal. Uh, As for the other guys, well outside of the Mets' price range. Um, They've never been keen on the idea of giving up a draft pick uh, for an outfielder. Um, Justin Upton, way outside their price range. So no, Uh, what you see right now is more or less what you're going to get with the Mets uh, as much as Many out there would love to see Cespedes in particular in a Mets uniform come April. Yeah, I was going to say that sound you hear is the collective hearts uh, breaking, tearing (laughs) in half of uh, Mets fans all across the country. But, uh, Anthony, I am inclined to agree with that assessment that uh, neither Yoannis nor Justin nor Dexter is going to find themselves with the Mets on opening day. But crazier things have happened. Of course, we'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, Prediction number two. Jacob DeGrom establishes himself as the undisputed ace of this star-studded rotation. Wow, um, that's an interesting one. I'm going to say no. And the reason why I'm going to say no is nothing against Jacob DeGrom whatsoever. I think he's going to have a good year as long as he stays healthy and keeps that shoulder healthy. He will be dynamite once again. Um, But there's just so much opportunity for someone else to step up and be just as good. Um, You can point to Matt Harvey, who's going to have his first season, really his second season removed from Tommy John surgery, which is a big deal because history shows these guys are typically better in year two. Um, and you can certainly point to Noah Syndergaard, who came on so strong at the end of the year in the playoffs. And, and if anyone's primed to have a huge year, uh, it is Syndergaard. So I'm going to say no for those reasons. I, I just think someone, uh, and, and much as we've talked on this podcast 
in the past about, well, you, you never know when someone's going to get hurt. You can't predict injuries, things like that. Something could go wrong that we're not talking about. You also don't know who's going to take the leap. It could be one of those guys. It could be Steven Matz. Um, just as these guys, you have to be wary of an injury coming off the innings, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, how about a little optimism? One of these guys, whether it's Syndergaard or whether it's Harvey or, or whether it's Matz, can take that leap and really join Jacob deGrom, who was an all-star for the first time this year, and establish himself as uh, that type of guy as well. I mean, we've seen it in the past from Harvey, so he would be the logical candidate, but it would not surprise me at all if Syndergaard or Matz took a leap and uh, was right there with them at the end of the year. And maybe we're talking about a modern-day uh, Orioles rotation from the early to mid-'70s with the, the four aces or five, whatever it was. And I'm sure think, Mets fans would I be – I think the Mets would be very happy with that. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm sure they would, no question there. Uh, Anthony, prediction number three, uh, I want to get your take on this. Daniel Murphy, of course, now a national. And in his first visit back to City Field as a visiting player, he receives more boos than cheers during his first plate appearance. How do you see that playing out? I'm going to say no, because New York fans are pretty smart, and I think they're going to realize that this wasn't a matter of Daniel Murphy uh, not wanting to come back. To the contrary, Daniel Murphy wanted to come back to the extent that he was kind of holding out hope, even when the writing was on the wall, uh, that he wasn't coming back. He was kind of holding out hope that he could still be a New York Met. Um, Obviously, it didn't happen, and the reason why it didn't happen was because the Mets never really had any interest in, in bringing him back. They wanted Ben Zobrist, and when that didn't happen, they moved pretty quickly to acquire Neil Walker instead. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure there will be a couple of scattered boos in there, only because where he went wound up being an arch rival of this Mets team. But I think people realize what Daniel Murphy accomplished here uh, over the past almost decade. Uh, I think people realize that this guy bled blue and orange for a long time. And, uh, again, if he had his brothers, he would have been in New York Met again going forward. So, uh, I don't think that's anything to boo over. Uh, he was unwanted, so he moved on, and it's hard to blame the guy for that. Yeah, and I would think that home runs in six consecutive playoff games would get him the benefit of the doubt from even the most hardcore of Mets fans. Uh, it should be an interesting scene, nonetheless, when he does return to City Field uh, wearing a Nationals uniform, uh, no question. Uh, Anthony, prediction number four. David Wright is dropped to fifth or lower in the batting order. Yeah. I'm going to say yes, and not on opening day, but I think it's going to happen eventually. And the reason why I think it's going to happen is Terry Collins loves stability in his lineups, especially up top when you get those everyday players. And David Wright's not going to be able to give them that sort of stability, only because he's going to be sitting a decent amount. We don't know how often it's going to be at this point, but with him battling this back injury, this spinal stenosis, really for the rest of his career, uh, the Mets are going to have to work out a plan where they're resting him on a regular basis, whether that's once a week or two times every three weeks or however you want to work it out. He's just not going to be that 140, 150-game guy. Uh, so if you're real trying to achieve stability at the top of the lineup and the Mets now have a deep lineup, much deeper than they've had in the past, it might not have that top-end UNSS but his talent, but it is a deep lineup with Major League caliber quality players throughout, um, you have options up there. There are different things you can do. And maybe you move right down to number five, even if he's not slumping. And if he is slumping, all the more reason. Um, this is a class guy. He will do what the manager asks him to do. He won't complain about it. Uh, so for all those reasons, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me in the least to see him batting fifth or sixth at some point this season. 
Uh, Michael Conforto, uh, one of those names that you referenced in that uh, now deeper Mets lineup for sure. He uh, burst onto the scene in the World Series, hitting uh, two home runs. I forget which game it was, but certainly got uh, attention for doing that, becoming a uh, one of the youngest to ever do that in the World Series. So the fifth prediction for him, does Michael Conforto hit 25 home runs this year? Mm. 25 is a lot. I'm going to say no on that, but if you ask me 20, I'm going to say yes. Um, I don't think, uh, not that the Mets are going to sit Conforto regularly like they did this year, uh, because they really want to see how he does against left-handed pitching. They want him eventually, and really rather quickly, to develop into an everyday player. Uh, his opportunities are going to be somewhat limited, at least at the beginning of the year, until he proves that he can do that. Um, that's much of the reason why they went out and got Alejandro de Aza as that fourth outfielder, why they're still looking for a fifth outfielder, a right-handed bat, is so that they can rest not only Conforto, but Curtis Granderson pretty regularly. They can rest Juan Lagares pretty regularly and mix and match these guys much as they're doing with their infield. Um, so whereas an everyday player might get 600-plus plate appearances, you can probably shave 100-plus of those right off the bat for Conforto. Uh, I think 25 is a stretch. Um, I do think he will hit well. Maybe even you know approach that 280, 290 level, and I think 20 home runs is not at all. I think he's going to be right there. And hey, with a strong season, with a strong April that earns him more playing time, you can dream on it because this guy is going to be a star. Okay, prediction number six, Anthony. And uh, full disclosure, I've been dying to ask you this question since I I came up with it last night uh, for the first <laughs> time in what will be a 19-year career in 2016. Bartolo Colon, who's given us countless. <laughs> Memorable moments at the plate uh, the last two seasons, especially with the Mets, hits his first career triple. What do you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Well, here, here's the reason why I'm going to say no is because we've had, we've had the Internet for, I don't know, however many decades now at this point. And if Bartolo Colon went out and hit a triple, the Internet would break. <laughs> I mean, that would just be it. It would be over. So uh, I, I just don't think it's worth it at that point. Um but in all seriousness, there was a ball this past season that Cologne hit over the center fielder's head, and it would have been a triple for just about anyone else on earth. Right. And uh, he cruised very smoothly into second base. So uh, not saying he doesn't have the hitting chops, because he is actually legitimately getting better and better as a hitter. But I don't think Bartolo Cologne has much interest in hitting triples at this point in his career. I think he'll take those singles, maybe a double every now and then, and <laughs> knock a couple of runs in and uh, leave third base for those other guys in the lineup. Well, when I when I uh, came up with this question last night, uh, that play, that exact play that you're talking about where he hit it <laughs> over the center fielder's head is the one that was in my head, and I'm thinking, you know, like you said, almost anyone else on the planet cruises into third base. Bartolo, not <laughs> quite. Uh, and that, that was a home game, correct? I believe it was a home game, yeah. So that's the thing about triples. They're hard to get, and you have to actually want to get one in order to get them. <laughs> yeah, I think Bartolo, like you said, is quite content uh, with, with his two-bagger. He's had uh, one of those on each of the last two seasons, so maybe we'll just you know go for a third consecutive year with a double, and we'll leave the triple to the dreamers, as they say. But, uh, <laughs> again, stranger things have happened. So question or prediction number seven to wrap this one up. I'm not going to put you uh, completely on the spot by asking if the Mets are going to either go back or win the World Series this year. I will simply ask, are the Mets going to be a playoff team in 2016? You know what? I, I was asked this question uh, last year, around this time, and, and my answer was 
I really don't know, but I think they're going to be right there in the running in September. And, and you know, I wound up being wrong because I thought it was going to come down to the final weekend, <laughs> final week of the season, and they wound up wrapping it up uh, even before that. But I think you're probably looking at the same sort of scenario. Um, the Mets improved in a lot of ways. They didn't improve in a lot of ways. Uh, they're still a team that, uh, you know, an injury or two to the right player or to the wrong player, I should say, could really hurt them. Um, but then you look at the rest of the division, and it's not that good outside of the Nationals, who didn't do a ton uh, on the surface to improve themselves either. So I think it's going to be a tight division race again. I think it's going to be a two-team race. Um, maybe the Marlins make a little noise in third place, but uh, but I think it's going to be between the Mets and the Nationals, and it's going to come down to late September. And you know it's just going to be about who plays better head-to-head between those two teams and who plays better down the stretch uh, i will say one thing i think you're not going to see a wild card team out of the nl east again this year so the division winner is going to make the playoffs and everyone else is going to go home unhappy i think the mets have a better chance than anyone else but it's not going to be a cakewalk very diplomatic answer uh politicians everywhere applaud that response uh, anthony great <laughs> stuff as always this has been fun and uh this is matt waymeyer signing off for mlb.com extras new york mets MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.